0: hello everybody you're listening to j movie talk episode 195 as i'll be talking justice league the zack snyder cut the bells and rock but in the dark among the stars the god is dead I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. I think there's an attack coming. My lord. This world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the Charging bull, and don't wave the red cape at it... You're sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life... Find out what that reason is. heroes would never come again it will, it has to we live in a society where honor is a distant memory isn't that right Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am back uh, for episode 195. Um, So, as I said in a previous episode, I was saying, you know, that I was thinking about doing a reaction to Zack Snyder's version of uh, Justice League. Uh, And here we are. Um, I watched the movie, watched all four hours of it, uh, in one day, actually, the day it was released, uh, March 18th, actually. Uh, since I had a day off, I had four hours to kill, really, um, and everything. And just to get a few things out of the way before I get into talking about some of the things that kind of stood out to me, is that I enjoyed it. Um, I actually tweeted out that there I don't think there's any real gray area for how people feel about the movie. It's either you like it or you don't like it um and fortunately fortunately enough for me um a lot of the people that i've seen talking about at least on my timeline or whatnot they liked it um and a few other podcasts that i listen to or whatnot general consensus they like it and i just kind of hope that with snyder's version his vision of what he set out to make um uh, with this film that we actually do get to continue the snyder verse of the dc universe um and everything because i feel like if, well i put it like this however you might feel about Zack Snyder I think his popularity might have risen um, to some degree after this me personally I've never really had a problem with it man um, I enjoyed um, his version of Dawn of the Dead I enjoyed Watchmen um, I, Sucker Punch not so much but I mean it's a pretty movie it's great though visually it's great Um but that's not the movie that i want to see 300 i mean that's a visually it's a great um spectacle of a movie at which i enjoy the sequel eh, not so much but i mean he didn't really have too much to do with the sequel uh or anything you know um but when we get i mean man of steel um it was a complete stark contrast to what we have known of Superman and everything like that. And I kind of, I, I like that they went in that direction with it. Um, I think Henry Cavill is a very suitable um, Superman, Clark Kent. Um, he kind of fits into that mold somewhat ish of what Christopher Reeves was just with a bit more of a darker personality or whatever they're trying to go with have him be a little bit more brooding and everything um, or what not but to talk about this movie I mean we have to go back of course to 2017 when the theatrical version was released and even though Zack Snyder got directing credit for it that was not his movie and a lot of people knew it was not his movie um, that was Josh Whedon's uh, version his vision of what he felt it should have been, and he completely mucked up what Zack Snyder had set out with Man of Steel, um, Batman versus Superman, um, and everything. And he, he, I don't know what was in his thinking, but I have to say that I'm glad that they got weeding out of it and they actually allowed Zack Snyder to you know put his vision of what he set out to make whether you and and once again this is whether you like him or not what he set out to make is what we saw for these four hours and you as a as anyone that is creative or artistic or anything like that you can't knock anybody for having their vision be shown um in a way you know, or whatever they set out to make, it was allowed to be seen. And you can't like I say you can't knock anybody for that, whether you like the movie or not. You can't knock someone for having a vision, setting out to achieve that goal and actually letting that, go- letting the finished product of what they wanted to be shown, be seen. And that's what we got with this movie. So once I say it again, whether you like him or you don't like him, his vision was given to us finally henceforth why the hashtag of release the snyder cut had become such a huge you know it was probably one of the biggest things on social media for the last few years because people wanted that and it just shows you the power of what when people are united and what they can do you know they can get something like this released and everything and I know a lot of people at first they were like oh i'm not gonna sit for four hours and watch this and that and the other i'm like well you sat for three and a half hours and you watched the um, freaking end game but granted you had a lot of movie build up to that film and that kind of goes with where dc they still have a, a long ways to go when it comes to trying to quote-unquote compete with Marvel with how they set up their cinematic universe I mean Marvel they had a they had phases and a plan for each phase and you had a team up at the end of each one of those phases whereas with DC the people in charge They say, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to give you Man of Steel. We'll give you Wonder Woman. We'll give you uh, Batman versus Superman. And then we're going to have these people just team up. And you're going to like it because you like what Marvel did. So you're just going to love this. And people didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that they basically rushed a team up of these people you know and everything these superheroes i mean it's kind of funny that i mean it started with man of steel and to some degree this universe does revolve around superman but so far really it revolves more around wonder woman and the fact that of of the dc movies wonder woman the first one I know Wonder Woman 84 kind of has mixed reviews or whatnot, but eh, I mean, it is what it is. I, I like that move what It was too, but Wonder Woman to some degree is, has become the central figure um, of this universe. I mean, whether they want to admit it or not, she has become the central figure of this movie uh, of this universe, I should say. But, I don't. I still don't understand the notion of how they could make Man of Steel. You you do Batman versus Superman right away. I mean, I didn't have a problem that we didn't get a quote unquote origin story, you know, of Batman once again. I I like the fact that we got a older Bruce Wayne, you know, and everything. uh, You know, in this and the fact that he's he's grieving the fact that the joker killed um robin uh i I do i do like that fact so is where they're like okay we're we're giving you this this batman but we're not gonna we don't have to go down that road of telling you his his origin story again because his his origin story is kind of tried and true we already know it i mean i understand why they did it with man of steel but they they changed it to some degree they didn't make uh jonathan kent be this loving you know quote unquote loving dad that he was always portrayed as you know before they made Jonathan Kent be more like a you know like a tough you know father and I thought Kevin Costin did a great job playing this version of Jonathan Kent and then Russell Crowe as uh, Jor-El you know the, the, his real father and how he still is he, he basically has two dads and both of them even though both of them are dead, but they both still are an influence on his life. And I, I like how they, how they've done that um, with this version of Superman um, and everything. But I did feel like they rushed them all together. And then of course, in 2017 with Justice Lee, they just, you just throw in Aquaman. You just throw in cyborg. You just throw in the flash. And it's like really, It's like this. This is what we do. We just we just throw these people all together just because they're somewhat teased in Batman versus Superman. The next movie shouldn't have necessarily been Justice League. Um, they 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 should have. You should have got the Aquaman movie. Should have probably even got the Flash movie. Um, even a Cyborg movie. And after watching this movie, kind of wish we do get a Cyborg solo movie um, or whatnot. But yeah, uh, like I say, this movie, the original theatrical version, it had its problems, and even though I watched it, I own it, um, and everything. But I still just it just never felt right, and it seemed like they got a lot of stuff wrong. And when you realize just how much, Josh Whedon changed what Zack Snyder' vision was, and then we get to twenty twenty one when they just say, Hey, we're gonna release this four hour epic um on HBO Max for everyone finally to see and everything and we get to see exactly what Zack Snyder vision for this movie was going to be. So what two of the things that really stood out for me um as far as what they did with uh, a couple of the heroes, uh, Cyborg and the Flash. So their characters in the theatrical version were just kind of thrown in, and the Flash was was basically he was the jokey joke um, of the team because he's a kid and he doesn't really take everything too seriously. The only thing he kind of sort of takes serious is the fact that his dad is in prison and everything. And that's why he does everything that he does is because his dad is in prison and he wants to get him out of jail and everything like that. That's the only thing that he really takes serious in Just Elite, the, the 2017 version. In this version, a lot of that is still there, but you you get to see why he is somewhat hesitant to do some of the things that he does. And also too, you find out that he actually do have a love interest. Uh, the young girl who he they just kinda have a shared moment when he's going for this job interview at this dog shop, um, and everything. And, you know, they have a shared moment, they look at each other and she goes to drive off and because this asshole in this damn truck, uh, who's eating a hamburger, he drops this thing on the floor and it's like the thing could get dropped on the floor of a of a of a truck, uh i mean that thing is done Uh, you know just just leave it be like hey man i just have to chalk this up to a loss and you know maybe i just stop at another place another burger joint get another burger or something like that but i'm not gonna be oh i'm driving let me see if i can reach down and grab this thing because or whatnot and get into this crazy accident and i do like the fact that they show just how strong and powerful the flash really is because when he takes off to save her the fact that he the force of him running he literally runs out of his shoes and when he breaks the glass he doesn't break the glass by running through it the fact that his finger just touches the glass and he breaks it just shows you like how strong he really is and how he has to like perfectly nudge this girl as she's basically about to be flung to her death um because there's there was no way she was going to survive it for once she was riding in the car she didn't have one on a seatbelt, and it's a drop topic that so as soon as you know had this dirty mary crazy larry uh, crash into this truck basically if you've never seen that movie um spoiler alert for how that movie ends running into a damn train but anyway um if you've never seen that movie you see this and the fact that she hits this truck because this asshole driving through the light because he's looking down and like i say she's about to be flown who knows where probably into a building or something she would have i don't even want to think about what potentially could have happened to this girl but he saves her um and everything and you have like this love interest that he he has um or whatnot. and. Even though he's eager to be a part of the team, but at the same time, he's more serious and he's even kind of like hesitant about like, hey, I don't know if I should do certain things, you know, because if I do this, you know, it's going to affect the timeline. And we already know, especially for anyone who watches The Flash on the TV series and Barry Allen always affecting the freaking timeline and you know he's kind of hesitant about doing certain things and then of course the whole thing with the mother box and how it helps uh, resurrect superman like maybe he did kind of screw up with that a little bit and that's why uh superman comes back and he's like in this attack mode because Barryland kind of screwed up a little bit and the fact that he actually has to use you know the flashpoint um to quote unquote. You know to help kind of save everybody. It, it just shows like he he's conscious enough, and it gives the character more depth, opposed to what we got in uh, twenty seventeen, where he was all more jokey joke and you know and everything like that. Like I say, some of the some of the nuances and neurotic behavior of him is still there, but it's it's not as over the top comedy as it was in the 2017 version and then i mean the whole thing with with cyborg i mean he i would say of all of the superheroes he had the best character arc of them all he is the conscience and the heart of the movie like zack snyder even said when he originally set out for this movie that cyborg would be the heart and soul of the movie and when you watch this version of it, he is literally the heart and the soul of the movie. He is the conscience. He's, he's like Spock in a way. He is the conscience of the group, you know, and everything. And just how how much difference he's shown here, where in the in in twenty seventeen, his performance is is basically relegated to being that of just a machine. That that's all he was he he was just a machine where here you see that no he's still human it just he, he's basically robocop to some degree like yeah he's a robot but the human aspect of him is still there and the whole relationship with him and his dad and like how you know they have a a, a strained relationship but through the course of the movie it does you know patch yourself up to by the end when joe morton as um victor stone has to has to you know sacrifice himself um and everything is it is it, it's a touching moment and like I say but you you don't get any of this in 2017 because like I say the whole pretty much his whole storyline is just swiped away because josh ween is a is a asshole and you when you find out like all the issues that josh whedon had with ray fisher for whatever reason um well i mean we can chalk it up to being racist um and everything because why was his character chopped the most his whole storyline and you lose everything with joe morton and then it's like joe morton is one of these damn good actors and everything and you you take away his Whole performance just because you don't feel that it added anything to the movie. It's like, well, what what exactly was his his thought process with that? But I don't even want to think about that. Um, but Cyborg, like I say, he becomes the heart and the soul of this movie, and it's just really good to see that Ray Fisher of everybody really got his just due, um, in this performance. And and to me, I feel like it was a star making moment um and it could have been in 2017 but i feel like now with his storyline you know restored in this movie it becomes a star making moment and who knows we'll see more of him in things to come because i mean he did show up in uh the third season of True Detective as um Marshallah Ali's son um and everything but that was a it was a small part of the grand scheme of things it was decent but here i think it shows, like, hey, this dude really can, he can act, and, like, so you want to see more of him as Cyborg, and even in other things, too, because, like I say, his, his character just really, in a lot of ways, kind of steals the the show from some of the other superheroes um, and everything. Now, that is with the superheroes. Now, but for me, and... This is a big thing for me to say because I think even back in 2017, I think I even did an episode where I talked about Justice League and the biggest gripe that I had with the movie um, over everything was that a freaking Steppenwolf. Um, Steppenwolf looked like shit in in the 2017 movie. I mean, he, he really did. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I was always pissed at how he looked and just like why why of, of all the the villains they could have went with why did they go with Steppenwolf um and everything but then when we come to 2021 and the restored Zack Snyder version and you see that Steppenwolf got this new and improved body armor it ain't that black oil looking shit that he had on it. I mean, this thing is shiny, and it almost looks like it's alive to some degree. The way it kind of clanks around and everything—it's like this thing is—is is it a living thing itself? In the way he he's able to remove the headpiece from around his head when when it's necessary. It's like that suit is interesting. Like we need to know the backstory of the suit or whatnot. But his storyline and story arc is completely changed because you realize that Steppenwolf is not the true big bad It's actually dark side dark side is the actual big bad and Steppenwolf is doing all of this for for dark side for his approval to be brought back into the fold because of the fact that he lost his trust and now he will he was literally doing any and everything to regain the praise and 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 you know wanting of someone else and and in a way you, you kind of feel kind of feel bad for Steppenwolf wolf in a way he he was put into a no-win situation as i'm watching the movie i'm like he was put into a no-win situation um and everything and the fact that he when, when dark side tells him like you owe me fifty thousand worlds and the look that's on his face is like yeah uh yeah there's no way in hell you're gonna restore the good graces even though you stepping wolf basically not only does he is he able to get all three mother boxes he finds this whole ancient thing that shows that earth is like the world that fought back and is the reason why things were you know set the way they were and everything he does all of this or whatnot and Dark Side still to some degree is like, Yeah, I still don't really fully know if I can trust you. Yeah, you're doing all this, but you know, you owe me those fifty thousand worlds, but I don't know if I can still trust you and everything. And but Steppenwolf still goes out and he does all of this stuff and like I say, just by adding Dark Side, because Dark Side is not even in, you know, the 2017 version because Steppenwolf is looked as the big bad Steppenwolf was supposed to be the equivalent to Thanos um at least from what they were thinking in 2017 Steppenwolf Thanos it's like not really because there was no build-up to freaking Steppenwolf granted there was there wasn't any real build-up to Darkseid either um but what with this version at least it shows you like hey Steppenwolf is actually an agent of chaos he isn't the true chaos he isn't you know he's basically you could say he's loki to some degree um and everything especially if you go by the first avengers movie it, you know loki was doing all of the bidding for thanos even though thanos was the big bad he was far away sitting off of his high, high chair watching everything but you could say that stepping here is what loki was to the first avengers movie and everything and i just really like how they changed his story arc and i mean the the fight scenes here are even done better i mean that the one fight scene for me that, that was really cool was the one with uh Steppenwolf wolf and the amazons you know at the temple i mean in in the first it's just all oh, he just shows up he kicks through the freaking door and you know they basically running and everything and he just ends up getting the mother box and that's it. But here you get this whole story um, and everything that plays out. The fact that the Amazons, they had a failsafe in place. They held him at bay and everything. They thought that they was able to get rid of him and everything by basically having the temple fall into the ocean and and everything like this. But Steppenwolf comes back and just a race to to you know keep the mother bots away from him it becomes more of a survival thing it's almost similar ish to I want to say the end of um Rogue One when Darth Vader is trying you know he's right there trying to get the, uh, the stolen plans about the Death Star and all these people that are basically sacrificing themselves for the for these plans and everything and they're passing it along and he's like right there behind them and then it gets to to the little ship that goes away, and stepping, and Steppenwolf and Darth Vader, he's there. Like I'm gonna get you, you know, this type of thing. But just it, it, it kind of reminded me of that whole scene of where they're playing hot potato with this, um with his mother box. Well, I should say keep away. They're playing keep away with this thing, and out on the battlefield, and Steppenwolf, he just he's throwing horses. He just wrecking, you know, these Amazons or whatnot. And then you think it like is the mother gonna die at this point like they could change that i mean yeah we we saw a little bit of her in wonder woman 84 but at the same time this is before you know 84 is before um justice league happened so are they gonna kill her off here possibly you know it was it was kind of looking like that but then when you see the the freaking horde come from you know off the horizon and everything and stepping with like all right, i'm out of here you know type of thing or whatnot but there was a, a, a chance that where we thought like are they gonna kill connie Nelson off and everything and whatnot because then that probably would have enraged diane even more um and everything but yeah i just really enjoyed like how they redid his whole storyline because in justice league the 2017 version it's like I don't give a damn about no Steppenwolf I mean I really hate it I always had this thing when I talked about Steppenwolf now not so much not so much with talking about Steppenwolf I actually you kind of like I say you feel bad for him um in, a, in in some some ways um so one thing that they decided to do with this I mean of course it's four hours long but the way it is shown is if oh well you don't really have to sit and watch the whole four hours you can break it up into parts if you want to and to even let you know that you can do this there are title cards after each hour so if you just want to watch one hour you can watch one hour if you want to watch two hours one day and then two hours another day you could so i did like the aspect of that and that kind of went to show like hey you know want you to see this if you don't feel like sitting for four hours and watching this you don't have to you can break it up and watch it you can watch it either as a four as four episodes or you can sit and watch it as you know as a long freaking movie or you can break it up into parts however you want to do it as long as you watch it that's basically what i got from them you know with the whole title cards and everything like that um so we do get the introduction of dark side um here as the as he's the Thanos really. Um, you know, and everything. He's in a faraway place and as I talked about where Steppenwolf is doing all the bidding for him to, you know, get back on his good side and everything like that. But then too, another character that get introduced here where even though this actor has been around since Man of Steel, but we didn't know that he was this particular character and I'm talking about the character of Martian Manhunter. Um, he shows up uh, a few times throughout, and it kind of gets you to think like, well, okay, the fact that Harry Lennox has been a part of everything since Man of Steel, and he's playing Martian Manhunter, and the fact that this character can shift into anybody, who else possibly has he transformed into and has probably given someone some advice to do something because what makes you think about that is the scene where um he goes to see well as as martha goes to see lois to get her kind of you know Get her head back on straight, and you realize like, oh, it's him actually pretending to be Martha. So it's like, well, who else is he probably pretended to be? Could he have, could he have possibly pretended to be Jonathan Kent on the mountain when Superman, you know, right before he goes to take flight? Could that have been Martian Manhunter pretending to be Jonathan Kent and everything? Could he have pretended to be Jarell, you know, talking to? um to superman or whatnot I mean, who knows what he, like his little influence has been throughout this universe and it makes you wonder it, it really does and just by the introduction of him now it's like well will we get more of him and that's one of the reasons why i hope that we continue with this Snyderverse of the dc characters because now it seems like the balance has been restored to some degree where okay this universe can actually work when done right and by making little things you know turn into bigger things which is one of the things that made Marvel a success is because oh we can take something small in this movie and then we expand on it in the next movie or even the movie after where with DC it was like man I think we're gonna just kind of cram everything in here and we're just gonna throw stuff at the wall and you're gonna like it because you like what Marvel did so you're gonna like this and it's like no you like the build up yes you like each individual movie but you like the easter eggs and the build up to the bigger things and I feel like with this version we get some of those easter eggs we get some of the little things that potentially get built up to bigger things and that's what you want more of so hopefully hopefully we'll get that with if they decide to continue and i don't see any reason why they would not decide to continue on with this version of what we got especially when you have so many people who actually watched the thing and actually liked it why would you not want to continue this makes no sense but this is Warner Brothers that we're talking about, so they they, they find ways to screw up. So uh, before I get out of here, uh, I do want to talk about this extended epilogue that we get to see where we get the original ending where Lex Luthor is where lex luther is you know on his boat and then deathstroke he shows up and we get a little bit more of an extended scene of them talking and whatnot and then it goes off into these the apocalyptic alternate reality dream world of what batman always finds himself in and it's batman is deathstroke is mirror um it's also a uh, cyborg and the flash and basically it's still this whole thing of where bruce wayne batman he has he has the the vision that superman is still going to be this ultimate evil for whatever reason and they're planning to go on this whole attack thing and then the whole thing with the joker he knows exactly what it's like to lose someone he loves be very careful with the next thing you say. Isn't that right? Batman. Now, how many dead eyes can you look into before you die inside yourself? I've been dead inside a long time. You, you want to kill me. I'm your best friend. You need me to help you undo this world you created by letting her die. So, as usual, I'll be the bigger man. A truce, Bruce. But all you have to do is tear it in half and I'm happy to discuss with you in any way like why you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job. Because when I killed Holy Quinn and she was bleeding and dying, she begged me that when I killed you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you, that I do it slower. But he looks completely different. He doesn't look the same way he looked in Suicide Squad. You know, he has the long hair here and he doesn't have the tattoos. He doesn't have, you know, the gold grill and everything like that. And just the little back and forth that we get between the two of them here, I actually do like this version of Jared Leto's Joker better than Suicide Squad version, um, or whatnot. And it was interesting to see him like he's supposed to be a part of this group, and like how does he, how is he going to factor into everything? Because once again, one thing about these dreams of. Bruce's is that they do kinda shed light on aspects of what we're gonna get to see, you know, down the road to some degree. And we find in through conversation we find out that basically Superman killed Wonder Woman and he also killed Aquaman, henceforth while they're not in the dream, um and everything. And then Bruce he wakes up and that's when we get the whole conversation where he's greeted by who at first you think why is superman coming to see him and everything but it's not superman it's actually martian manhunter and he's basically letting him know like hey yeah i'm here and i've been in the wings this whole time but i think i'm gonna come to the forefront and i'll be more of an ally to you and then he flies off um and everything so you kind of get like four or five different endings here and the whole epilogue is kind of sort of weird But I think the more that if you watch it or whatnot, it makes a little bit more sense and it makes you want to see more of this universe um, and everything. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting that they decided to give us all of this ending that we got. um, But at the same time, you want it, it, at least for me, it made me want to see more of what is potentially to come Um, after this and i keep coming back to the whole thing of why exactly is batman envisioning superman as being this ultimate evil and of course it's the whole thing about whether or not the fact that he was resurrected by using the mother box does that open him up to chance to be somewhat controlled by dark side and maybe that is the reason why they're kind of going this route but it was like okay if they do decide to go down that road how would they defeat superman because i mean batman had a hard enough time dealing with him and and everything so if he does become like this ultimate evil how would they why would they do that and how would they even potentially come about defeating him especially with the fact that Superman is supposed to be the he is the he's the central figure of the Justice League, as they kind of say a few times, like, yeah, five is not six. And he's the one that actually completes us. And, you know, and then also, too, he was the one who actually had to save everybody at the very end because they basically was failing and they were going to lose against um, Steppenwolf if Superman doesn't show up and uh you know come in and just basically wreak havoc on Steppenwolf wolf because it's alluded to that the reason why you know dark side wolf and everyone kind of was staying at bay away from earth was because they kind of sort of was afraid of superman to begin with so once he died and, and lets out that war cry death that we see at the very beginning and how he echoes out in it that's when the mother box is awakened and everything and that's when Stephen Wolf shows up because it's like okay, Earth's protector is gone, now we can kind of swoop in. So if he's supposed to be like the ultimate good guy, why would they turn him into the ultimate villain? And like I say, maybe it's just Bruce having these weird premonition dreams that some of it comes to truth but most of it is not really the truth. And maybe he's project. he's projecting that that superman is the ultimate evil but what is is really dark side is the one that's coming and that's going to be taking over trying to take over everything and that's what he's actually seeing but he's just manifesting it in that it's an alien and the only alien that he really knows is superman so he sees superman as the ultimate evil in a way at least that's how i'm looking at it but yeah so um I mean, I didn't want to get on here and kind of talk about everything of the four hours. I just wanted to talk about a few things that really stuck out to me about this Justice League Snyder's cut and everything. I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, And I want to see more of this universe uh, and everything. And hopefully we do get a continuation of this because, I mean, we are supposed to get an Aquaman 2 I'm pretty sure we'll get a Wonder Woman 3. Don't know if we'll ever get a Batman solo movie in this universe because we're getting the Batman with Robert Pattinson next year. Um, Might get another Man of Steel movie. I mean, now there's like open possibilities. I mean, we are getting the Suicide Squad, which is now kind of getting into that same spot as what justice league was because now it's kind of getting started what we want a we want the david ayer cut of suicide squad and yes we're getting the suicide squad but people want wants ayer's version of the first suicide squad which actually fits in line with this with the whole snyder versus justice league so the fact that they that Warner brothers kind of screwed up with not one, but two movies, um, is, you know, getting their hands all in it and just kind of changing everything up and making it be more cookie cutter to, to some degree and, and giving all the jokes or whatnot. I think it'd be better if we do get the version that David Ayer set out to me. I mean, it's not like David Ayer don't know what the hell he's doing. The man is a damn good director or whatnot. And, And just for for Warner Brothers kind of screw around with two movies like that and then get upset because people didn't flock to them and just overly enjoy them just because of who the characters are and who the actors are playing these characters. It's like, no, it's it's more than just that. It's like, why couldn't they just do look at what Marvel did and say, hey, we're going to do that. We're not going to rush everything, but we're going to give you our version of what marvel is doing over there because that's basically what you're getting in the comics anyway you're getting a marvel's universe and you have dc's universe and in the comic universe they're kind of going the way they're supposed to so why not in the cinematic universe why couldn't they do the same thing but the 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 big wigs and the people in the suits at warner brothers thought want to try to outsmart everybody and feel that oh well this is what they want so we'll just give them this and it's like no marvel had to earn it dc has to earn it you just just can't throw stuff at people and expect them just to overtly enjoy and then get upset when they they don't like what what they're getting and then it's like, oh, well, since they didn't want this, well, we're just going to shut down the whole thing or what. it's like, why would you do that right there? They're just showing oh Well, you're not liking what we're giving you. So you won't get nothing opposed to hmm, maybe let's listen to what the fans have to say and let's kind of roll with that. I mean, what would because I mean, at the end of the day, it is the fans who are spending the money on the stuff. So why not listen to what they have to say opposed to like, well, we're just going to give you this and you can either accept it or don't accept it. And if you don't accept it, you get nothing and we'll just move on to something else. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. um, As far as this episode go, uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter at J Movie Talk. All my personal page, the J Giles um, you can email me at jmovietalk at gmail.com. Of course, you can find all the episodes are part of the TV Zone Podcast Network. Host site, of course, is Anchor, but we're on every, basically every, um, podcasting app that's out there. Just type in TV Zone Podcast Network, and I'm sure to come up, and you can listen to all the movie talk episodes as well as all the other shows that are part of the network. Um, just quick announcement. Uh the return of the Grand Slam podcast with uh host Moneymaker Chris and myself. It will be returning um as the as we get closer to the new baseball season and everything. Also uh myself um and Jinx uh will be once again led by our hostess, uh the lovely Xena, as we will be covering the new Amazon Prime TV series title them uh that will be coming here uh soon as well in april at some point we'll start our coverage on that so you can look forward to quite a bit of stuff uh, as tv zone kind of kind of ramp its back up with uh multiple coverages of things as well uh, so once again thank you guys for listening and i will catch you guys next time peace I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the manifold.